Global programming is a significant focus of girls' schools. Our schools understand and are deeply committed to the critical role they play in empowering girls with the tools and an informed perspective to become influential contributors to and leaders of our complex and ever-changing world. Indeed, research shows that graduates of girls' schools display higher levels of cultural competency. When compared to co-educated peers, graduates of girls' schools are more likely to have the goal of helping to promote racial understanding, value elevating their knowledge about other countries and cultures, count their desire to understand others with different beliefs as a strength, and they also view their ability to work cooperatively with diverse people as a strength. Girls' schools are doing so much more, however, than just educating girls and young women to have an informed perspective and appreciation for the world's diversity. In a time when we are faced with challenges like systemic racism, climate change, and an unrelenting pandemic, girls also need to know how to think critically and solve problems in unique, innovative ways. They need to be able to determine how to implement solutions to create positive change. And most importantly, they need to be able to think through the ethical implications of their decisions. Today's girls have had the unique opportunity to witness global change-making, happening in real time on unparalleled scale. Movements like Me Too, Everyone's Invited, Black Lives Matter, March for Our Lives, and Climate Strikes. What's most inspiring is so much of the change and progress has been directed by female activists. In fact, every one of the social movements that I just mentioned were started by women, and several of them when the founders were still teenagers. At no other time has there been among girls and young women such a deep sense of shared identity, potential, and power. There's no doubt the time for girls and for girls' schools around the world is now. Hello, and thanks for tuning into Pep Talks, podcasts on educational possibilities produced by the National Coalition of Girls' Schools. I'm your host, Olivia Haas. Throughout this season of Pep Talks, we've covered diversity, equity, inclusion, and creating communities of belonging, restorative justice practices, the value of athletics for girls, educating ethical, globally-minded changemakers, how girls' schools are leading the way in STEM education, the need for girls to see themselves represented in history, and how to develop leadership skills and self-esteem in girls. All of these are topics that are essential to educating girls today. In today's episode of Pep Talks, we're turning the lens away from our schools to focus on NCGS and how the organization reflects back on its schools what's happening across the world. And that is a rapidly rising global awareness about the collective power of women's voices and leadership. The format of today's episode will also be a little different because I've invited NCGS Executive Director Megan Murphy, along with several members of the NCGS Board of Trustees, to join me for a roundtable discussion. Lending their perspectives will be Paul Burke, head of the Nightingale Banford School and president of the NCGS Board of Trustees, Danielle Hurd, head of Neshoba Brooks School and vice president of the NCGS Board, Yanni Hill Gill, head of Atlanta Girls School, Elizabeth Liz McGregor, head of Westridge School, and Liz Schmidt, chief enrollment and student affairs officer at Ms. Porter School. So to help set up our panel discussion, 
I'm first going to share the NCGS vision, purpose, and principles, because they'll be referenced throughout the conversation. Our vision is that we are united in elevating women's leadership worldwide by educating and empowering our students to be ethical, globally-minded changemakers. Our purpose is NCGS is the leading advocate for girls' schools, connecting and collaborating globally with individuals, schools, and organizations dedicated to educating and empowering girls. And our principles are community and collaboration. We engage the power of many voices to strengthen our schools, communities, and world. Equity and inclusion. We uplift learning communities committed to diversity, equity, justice, and belonging. Leadership and integrity. We inspire the next generation of informed global citizens to lead with courage, competence, and empathy. Opportunity and innovation. We challenge limits to imagine and explore new possibilities. And self-efficacy and agency. We prepare girls for lives of commitment, confidence, contribution, and fulfillment. Welcome everyone to Pep Talks. Paul, let's start with the NCGS vision, which was officially adopted by the board earlier this year, following a year-long strategic visioning process. Why did the board feel this was an important statement to develop, and how is it intended to guide NCGS moving forward? Thanks, Olivia. It's, first, it's, it's terrific to be here. Thanks so much for including me in this important conversation. Um, you know, I, I've always believed that at the school level, schools are, are led by ideas first and, and people second. And NCGS uh, reflects the very best of its member schools. And during a time of, of great change, it becomes that much more important for us to have a chance to name what's most important to us. Um, to be clear to all of our member schools what and, and who we stand for. And when you look at the actual language of what you just read through, certain words really jump out to me. And, 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 if, you, and if you think specifically about the most pressing work before us of equity and inclusion, when you see that NCGS will uplift learning communities committed to diversity, equity, justice, and belonging, it says to me as a member school that we have friends, that there are others out there and work for a leader of a school that can at times be really hard and can face a lot of pushback and can be lonely. You know that in NCGS, there will be others around us who will, who will uplift us in that work, which we all need to do uh, in order to promote a, a more inclusive tomorrow for, for all of our schools. Danielle, do you have any thoughts that you would like to add? For me, as I think about vision, the part that always comes to mind is that you know, vision is one of those things that should endure. It's one of those things that should serve as our kind of North Star. Um, and that in a time in our world when so much is changing and so much is changing so quickly, it's nice to know that there is something that provides that clarity of where we're headed. Uh, and I think that something NCGS has done so incredibly well in the time that I've been connected with it is to do so to have a sense of that desired outcome, that vision, that point on the horizon that we're working toward, and to be able to do that uh, in a way that is purposeful and intentional and focused. Liz, when looking at the NCGS vision, purpose, and principles, a common thread tying them together is their global focus. We talk about girls as globally minded change makers, about NCGS connecting and collaborating globally, 
about educating the next generation of informed global citizens and et cetera. So why is global collaboration among girls' schools so important? So I think, first of all, and and very obviously, it provides us with a network and connections across generations, across the nation and across continents, which is so needed. But for me, one of the most important things, and I think that this is shared by many of my colleagues, is that when I think of the world's most pressing problems, of which we've experienced many this past year, such as pandemics and climate change and cybersecurity threats, And despite the fact that there is a rise in nationalism in in many places across the world, I think the future of our humanity and our planet, as in people and shared values, really rests in greater engagement and dialogue and collaboration and with relationship building and with trust at the centre. And I I truly believe that girls' schools do all of that better than anyone else. And uh, I know it's easy to say and and quite hard to do, but... um, The global collaboration of our girls' schools will allow for the foundational work for our future leaders. Um, We'll be able to understand each other's cultures and perspectives, think critically and creatively, and to practice and model the characteristics and strengths that we most need in the world today and tomorrow. Yanni, what are your thoughts regarding the importance of global collaboration among girls' schools? Thanks, Olivia. And I couldn't agree with you more, Liz, on your point about the future of humanity and how much we have to rely on global collaboration to address those issues. Um, and if I'm correct, Olivia, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe in the first first couple years of NCGS's um, history, we included public schools and international schools as a part of our focus. So um, even from the inception Inclusion and global representation have really been differentiators um, as a value. So for me, including it now is really synonymous to a recommitment to our original purpose. I think a lot of times as schools or as organizations, we take global citizenship and globalization for granted. But it's really important to articulate um, specifically when um, articulating a new vision that we take we stake our claim. So we cannot focus on diversity, equity, inclusion, and social justice really without exploring the interconnections that exist between our schools and our um, communities. You're absolutely right, Yanni, that public schools and international schools were a part of NCGS membership from the very beginning. So I love that, um, stating that it's a recommitment. Liz, expanding on the importance of global collaboration, what does it mean for NCGS to be a global resource for girls' education? Thanks, Olivia. I think um, that's a a really important question. Um, And in many ways, it's a very simple idea, but a really massive undertaking for for NCGS. You know, I think at its core, being, being a resource, being a global resource means being of service, right? Being of service to our schools across the globe. And, and in so doing, being of service to all of the girls that we're seeking to educate. And, and it's about, you know, then creating opportunities for partnership and for enhanced learning as our girls navigate, as, as Liz McGregor said earlier, um, the world's pressing problems and, and ultimately become the students who will go on to, to shape the world that they want to, to live in. And ultimately, actually, I guess, the, the world that they um, they should be leading in. And then I think, you know, the other component of, of, of being a resource that 
is, is um, so complex in the world in which we're living right now is being a primary source of information, right? A lot of information, misinformation, and, and it's about um, trying to, to sort through all of that and provide our schools and our girls with the tools they need um, in order to, to, to best address uh, the problems, the policies, and the, the world that they're engaging in. Megan, any additional thoughts? It's hard to follow Liz Schmidt anytime, um, but let me see. Let me see what I can do here. Um, I think for me, being a global resource as an organization, it means a couple things. I think it means serving as the go-to, respected and recognized voice um, worldwide on girls' learning. Um, I think it means also exemplifying leadership um, with educators through an alliance, through an international alliance that are all working together on behalf of girls' schools. I think a global resource involves convening forums um, for a global exchange of ideas and expertise on girls' learning. Um, I think it involves curating and creating content and resources uh, for educators, for advocates, and for researchers. And uh, I think something that NCGS um, has always done so well, and that is implementing research programs that are going to enhance our understanding of the magic that happens in girls' schools and also enhance the teaching and learning at all types of girls' schools in our network. So, Paul, something that I've heard you talk about before regarding NCGS is the important distinction between the organization being a coalition and not an association. You please share your thoughts on what you mean by this. Thanks, Olivia. You know, I, I think um, one of the things that's absolutely true ab about me is that I'm, um, I am I, I know when to seize upon ideas of others. And this, this idea, uh, which I have spoken to sometimes, really comes from, from, from Megan's vision um, and something that, she, that she's talked a lot about. Um, and, and, and I, I, I am drawn to it um, because I, I, I see an association as something that you could come, that comes and goes, right? I no longer associate with that person or that organization, whereas a coalition speaks to a permanence, to something that maybe as Yanni was saying before, that extends beyond any certain moment. And in order for something to be true, um, it does need to extend beyond any given moment. And so at NCGS, I think it's, it's true that we do more than associate. We coalesce around a cause that's greater than any one person, that's greater than any one school, that's greater than any one sort of country of schools. And to go back to where Megan just left us, it's, it's, um, and that, I think is so fundamentally important in getting at what Liz McGregor talked about before, this sense of connection, this sense of purpose, this sense of getting out of your own world and actually seeing if you can go out and make a difference. Megan, would you like to add anything to Paul's reflections? I really love what Paul just said, Olivia, about coalescing around shared values and shared principles um, as a network of girls' schools. And I do think for me too, Paul, the, the term association is something that you can disassociate with. It also, I think, is more transactional. You know, you take a course, you get a certificate. Um, but for me, I think a coalition is a place of convening. It's where you give and you get. You share your thoughts and your ideas and your experiences as an educator, a research, or an advocate. And in return, 
you are with a group of people who have a growth mindset and you're open to receiving their experiences to help your own educational practice on behalf of the girls that you teach. And I hope that this is really evident in everything we do at the coalition and how we run our programs. For example, we're really intentional that while our conferences do have keynote experts um, who are sharing information, uh, much of our program is around a call for referral process where we have practitioners, we have colleagues who are sharing their classroom experiences with one another. I think that the Headways program is another great example where we come together in, in the Zoom room for peer-facilitated conversations. Um, it's a place that you are a contributing member to a conversation, and in turn, you develop a really trusted circle of colleagues. I also, just as the last example of a place where you give and you get, I think um, our new Global Action Research Collaborative is a major international initiative, and it was designed specifically to be teacher research fellows um, who conduct action research as practitioners in their very own classroom, and then they share what they've learned through that action research uh, project um, with our entire global community. So for me, there's, there is a really, um, there is a big difference, I think, between being a coalition and an association. And I'm, I'm really proud of the way in which uh, NCGS strives to be a place that uh, you contribute and that you also um, learn from. Beautifully said, Megan. Thank you so much. So Danielle, Another part of the board's strategic visioning process was reviewing the language within the NCGS principles. As you read these powerful statements that both guide the coalition's work and also reflect the missions of girls' schools, what is especially meaningful to you? Thanks, Olivia. You know, I think what particularly strikes me in the language around the principles is the both what they set out to do and uh, you know how they challenge us. Uh, in, the, in the work that's ahead. And I think as principles, they serve a purpose of being both the foundation on which we build, what are those shared pieces that we agree to and that we all share in common. Uh, and then they also make a statement about how we want to achieve the desired outcomes that we set out to achieve through the, uh, the vision. And when I look at the words that are there that really jump out for me is the fact that they are action oriented, much as Megan was just talking about action research. We are they're action oriented to engage, to empower, to uplift, to inspire, challenge and prepare for um, the world and our future, I think are incredibly powerful words. I think they uh, highlight what we aspire to be as individuals within uh, schools and organizations serving girls. I think they uh, highlight what we hope that our, uh, you know, graduates and, and the girls we serve will uh, head off to do. And I think they also embody what we want to achieve as individual institutions and as part of this incredible coalition. Um, and so I just, I, I think there's real power in that. And, um, and I appreciate the fact that they are both active and collaborative, that there is a, a sense of purpose and a sense of the strength that we gain in doing this work together. So Liz McGregor, when you reflect on the principles of NCGS, uh, what resonates specifically with you? 
So I, I agree wholeheartedly with what Danielle has just said. And as a, as a group, we worked hard and intentionally on um, these statements and all resonate deeply and go to the heart of what we need to focus on as an institution. And each of the principles is really interrelated. So it, for me, as I, as I listened to Danielle, I thought, well, maybe I go down to the micro level a little bit more and think about what to me resonates most at this particular moment, because I think that um, we all engage with NCGS in different ways and we take away things professionally and personally. So for me, the statement about um, community and collaboration resonates very, very strongly because I think of um, myself and my own family who live or come from different parts of the world, the UK, Africa, Asia, Australia. And I think of our, our network of girls schools, our coalition now, and I think of the backgrounds and ethnicities of my students and my colleagues. And I think of us all as citizens of the world and the power that comes with that, with the diversity and the strength of many voices and perspectives and I think particularly at this moment in time, we continually need to seek to understand others and expand rather than close our minds and our understanding. So I'm really heartened by these uh, statements that we've generated because I think they stand us in good stead now and for the future. So Yanni, Liz just made a, a wonderful point about how we're citizens of the world. And the board was actually really keen to include the phrase informed global citizens to the coalition's leadership and integrity principle. It reads, we inspire the next generation of informed global citizens to lead with courage, competence, and empathy. What is the significance of this statement and how do you define global citizenship? I love that question. Um, and for me, how I define global citizenship is really um, citizens or students or people in general seeing the world as a whole and that we are interconnected. And there's an importance of having an understanding of how your local um, communities, whether it be our schools, our work, our religious organizations, are really connected to a larger global society. Um, and to your point, Liz, um, you talked about some of those societal issues like injustice and politics and economics and, you know, environmental um, issues. And if we don't have an understanding of the interconnection uh, between our local communities and the world, it'll be even harder to really um, have our girls uh, solve those issues. So when NCGS upholds the essentiality of girls' schools and really creating schools where girls will be global change makers. Um, we have to have an understanding for our girls and instill this that they're informed of the inter intersectionality between what happens locally and how it's connected globally. So when I think of global citizens, I think of sort of three areas, if you will. The first being comprehension, really having an understanding of how the world works um, as a whole. The second is um, contextuality, understanding how your local community is plays into context with the larger world at hand. And then the third is collaboration, which we've been talking about, which is how we can work with each other, partner with each other to solve the issues um, that we're all facing. So Liz Schmidt, why do you think talking about informed global citizens is significant? Thanks, Olivia. I, you know, I, I, I so agree with everything that, that Yanni just said. And I think, you know, 
as I think about this, once upon a time, you know, being a global citizen was about seeing the world, right? Just just getting out and 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 putting your feet on a different continent. But now it's really about understanding the world, and and that in and of itself is it has become a, a truly active process, right? So and you know, actively engaging in the world requires so much more agency than simply seeing the world. You know, I think it, it requires an understanding and appreciation of, of various perspectives and voices. And, and Yanni spoke so beautifully to that. You know, it, it requires an ability to cull through all of the sources of information that are coming at our students day in and day out. And then, you know, it, it requires empathy to engage in, in dialogue and, and discourse. And there's, there's just so much opportunity in that. As, as Yanni said, you know, the, the opportunity certainly is for our students to see how they are part of the whole. And it really gets them to see how they get to be part of the solution. And that's where I think, you know, girls' schools have a distinctive advantage. We get to position our, our girls as, as the solvers of, of the world's problems um, and, and the leaders of the next generation. So, Paul, Liz actually just set me up as a perfect segue for, for my last question, um, because, you know, she's talking about how our girls are going to be the solvers of our world's problems. So in so many ways, the NCGS vision and principles really are a reflection of the work that's happening in girls' schools. But what do they mean in practical terms? It's one thing to have these high-level values, but it's another to actually put them into action. So how does NCGS actually implement these values so that you can see them come to fruition? Thanks, Olivia. I, I, I agree. Liz left us at such an inspirational place and and this one i think is this question is uh really about how it's lived and to me like in schools the values of a school are lived in the classrooms and all the spaces in which you build community the hallways the um all the spaces that make up your school. And for NCGS, the way in which our values live is through our professional development, our research, our advocacy, and networking. The, you know, what Megan refers to as our four, four pillars. And so I, I believe that this is where you will see, um, our values living in this, in this bold, in this bold statement that we're embracing right now. Megan, what are some additional ways that NCGS is putting its vision and principles into action? Well, I think that these 10 words and these five powerful statements um, serve as both guidance and in inspiration. In fact, I keep them posted here, old school, on my wall um, so that I make sure every decision that we make as a team or as individuals um, reflects these values. Um, they serve as a litmus test um, through which we make decisions. And I think that they ground us in why we're here, why we do what we do um, as a group of volunteers and educators and staff members. Um, I'd like to think that these values are truly the DNA of girls' schools, uh, regardless if it's a school in Johannesburg or in New York City or in Toronto or in Japan, I think that uh, when I look at websites, when I talk to educators, when I visit schools, um, these are the characteristics, um, leadership and integrity, community collaboration, agency and self-efficacy. That's what I see um, in girls' schools universally. Um, 
Very specifically, Olivia, I think our team um, looks often to these words and these statements for inspirations. And I think you can see these most clearly in the themes of our programs. Um, for example, the most recent theme of our Educating Girls Symposium was building inclusive anti-racist school communities. Um, that principle of inclusion is, is, is right there um, in, in that work. Um, in terms of diversity, building schools of belonging, that's the theme of our annual conference on June 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Um, the agency that you hear in last year's conference theme, which was Stand Up, Speak Up, Girls Using Their Voices to Engage, Empower, and Enact. And I can go on and on. Um, one of my favorite themes uh, where you can clearly hear innovation was from a conference a few years ago, Dream, Dare, Do, Girls as Makers, Inventors, Engineers, and, and Entrepreneurs. Um, and so what we really strive to do as a coalition is um, live these words um, in action and in all of our programming. Thank you all so much for taking the time to share your thoughts and insight today. Um, I really appreciate you being with me. After saying thanks and goodbye to most of my guests, I asked Megan to stay on to share how the topic and themes that we just covered in our conversation will be reflected throughout much of the NCGS programming in the coming months and year. Megan? Yes, thank you, Olivia. NCGS programming will have a global focus throughout 2021 and 2022, and that's going to culminate in the Global Forum 3. And before then, on October 25th and 26th, NCGS will offer a virtual Educating Girls Symposium on the topic of girls as ethical, globally-minded changemakers. And we are so pleased to offer this uh, virtual symposium in partnership with our member school, Branksom Hall, with campuses in Toronto, Canada, and also Jeju Island, South Korea. There will be keynote speakers and a wide variety of peer-led breakout sessions during this two-day virtual event, Olivia. And the call for proposals is open now, so I do want to invite our listeners to go ahead and submit a proposal to present on advancing the critical work of educating girls to be ethical, globally-minded changemakers. And the deadline for submissions for that is August 9th. And while we're talking about dates, I also want to encourage our listeners to save the dates for that triennial event, Global Forum on Girls Education, which will be held during um, the 2022 year um, on June 20th, 21st, and 22nd of 2022. In keeping, I think, with the spirit of innovation that we see as such a part of the DNA of girls' schools, this Global Forum 3 is going to be a unique and I think a newly envisioned hybrid program. So it's going to include live in-person events combined with both virtual and on-demand experiences. So delegates can engage in the global forum either in person in Boston or virtually from Bogota, Bangkok, Barcelona, Brisbane, and even in Baltimore if you can't make it to Boston. This is going to allow, I think, educators and advocates, regardless of their location in the world, a chance to participate and collaborate in this conference in record numbers. And I think that this is really going to grow and strengthen our capacity for significant and lasting impact. So, Megan, I know in terms of that robust programming we're planning for the Global Forum, it's going to be centered around several girls as statements. Will you please share what those are and how they'll inform the conference? 
Sure, Olivia. Yes, we've developed these nine statements that will serve as themes or tracks for the breakout and networking sessions throughout the conference. And they are girls as global citizens, girls as entrepreneurs and innovators, girls as social activists, girls as political leaders, as environmental champions, as scientists, girls as inclusive allies, girls as happy, healthy individuals, and last but not least, a dedicated section of the conference to girls' schools where the theme is girls' schools as educational leaders. I think that these statements are really going to focus our programming on the lives of girls. Girls are at the center of everything we do at girls' schools, and I think that these statements reflect the many themes that are at the core of our work uh, to educate and empower girls at our schools. The programming throughout the Global Forum will focus on essential questions relevant to each of these areas. Um, I think, for instance, Olivia, when we're talking about girls as environmental champions, we'll need to look at um, how girls' schools are raising awareness with students about what types of volunteerism and community development opportunities they're providing. What role do our schools have in encouraging girls to become better environmental stewards? And how can our schools themselves be stewards of the environment? Um, in your introduction, Olivia, you mentioned several of the social activism movements started by young women around the world. So when we think about girls as social activists, how can educators empower girls to assert and use their voice both now and into the future so that their perspectives and experiences are truly heard? What opportunities are girls' schools providing girls to be active in volunteerism? And uh, how are girls interested in impacting change um, in their world? And I think one last example, when talking about girls' schools as educational leaders, one of the many questions of the Global Forum uh, that we'll have is going to explore what opportunities are available for girls' schools around the world to collaborate and innovate with one another. Sounds amazing. Thank you so much, Megan. I know that the Virtual Educating Girls Symposium in October and the Global Forum on Girls' Education next June are going to be two really fantastic professional learning opportunities with broad global reach and appeal. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Like what you heard? Be sure to subscribe to Pep Talks, podcasts on educational possibilities, and leave a rating and a review. Stay current on the latest NCGS offerings, resources, and research by subscribing to the Coalition Connection newsletter found in the news section at ncgs.org. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Girls Schools. Pep Talks is produced by the National Coalition of Girls Schools, the leading advocate for girls schools, connecting and collaborating globally with individuals, schools, and organizations dedicated to educating and empowering girls. <laughs>